Welcome to The Blending Place, a podcast for all stepmoms looking for more, more peace, purpose, and power in this divine role. What we do is noble and sacred, even on all those days when it feels impossibly hard. Stepmotherhood is complicated and messy and can be beautiful and fulfilling. We're in this together. I'm your host, Lindsay Swank fellow stepmom and member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you've come to the right place. To make a long story short, we got separated when our son was two years old. I didn't see it coming, honestly. You go through therapy later and they have, you point out all the red flags, but to me, those weren't red flags at the time. And I just felt like I had the rug taken out from underneath me. And I also didn't want divorce. And so as much as I didn't want it, I was really focused on the things that were out of my control. I couldn't make choices for others. And so I kind of visualized it like sand that you were trying to cup in your hands and it's just falling between your fingers and you can't stop it. You can't slow it down. That's kind of what my life felt like through that period, the separation and then divorce. I spent a lot of time playing the victim role. And I played it really well because when you're the victim, you're not to blame. You have no faults, really. Uh, At least that's how you see it. Life is just happening to you. You also take your control away too in that situation. But I was in that space for a long time, even after I got remarried. But I'm grateful for the things that I've learned in the process. And reflecting back, I always think if I could do that whole thing over again, I would have done a lot better, but you do the best with what you know at the time. And, um, it, it was revealing of my character and I didn't always like how that looked. Like I said, I've learned a lot through the process, but I'm remarried now. We've been married now longer than I was married the first time we've been married for eight years. Now we have three kids. So total, I have four children, one from my first marriage and then three from my marriage. Now my oldest son, he sees his, his dad and he's remarried and they have kids and they see him every week. So once a week he goes to visit his dad and he stays for a couple nights and then he comes home and we don't live too far from each other. And I will say this, his dad has always been a very patient person with me, despite my weaknesses and my struggles with going through and trying to navigate divorce because it was such a painful thing for me. Anger seemed to be the most visible emotion that I felt, but I think rooted deeper than that was the sadness, like just despair at times. This again, wasn't what I pictured (laughs) happening in my life. And, and I think even some of that was embarrassment because I didn't want to be known for having failed. (laughs) And that's kind of how I viewed it. I never viewed it that way for other people. But for me, I had that embarrassment. I couldn't make it work. Isn't that interesting how we are so quick to offer love and grace to others, but it can be so much harder to offer it to ourselves between the divorce. And when you got remarried, what kind of support did you have? So I worked full-time when I got separated and through the divorce period before I got remarried. 
which was very helpful because I was insured and I had a benefit through my work where you could get free counseling. I had never taken advantage of it before then, and it was wonderful. In fact, the counselor that I was set up with, and you didn't really get to choose or anything like that. They just randomly put you with one of the two counselors, and she was such a perfect match for me. She had also gone through a divorce, and she could relate so much to what I was going through years later from her own experience. And it was so helpful to me. And I would have gone in to see her like every week if they would let me, but <laughs> you had to have some <laughs> space in there. That's one of the helpful resources. I also started back to school. I mean, it was such a dark period for me that life just felt hopeless, felt dark. It was hard to look past that. It kind of felt like that was permanent, like it would never get better, which seems so naive to say now, but then it was really hard to visualize how it would ever feel better. And so I decided I'm going to go for something that has always been way out of like the realm of <laughs> possibilities for me or just what I aim for in life. And that was getting a master's degree, like going to graduate school. Honestly, I was the person that when they asked you what you wanted to be in school, I was like, whatever takes the least amount of school I'm in. If it's like <laughs> zero to two years, that's me. But this seemed like something that could give me motivation. Like I could work to, towards something and I had control over it. I just had to put the work in and I could get a degree and it would help me too, because if I never got remarried, then I could, you know, have more opportunities to get a better job than I had at the time, which was still a great job. And I loved it, but it was just nice to think this could open new opportunities for me. So those two things were really huge. And I would also say like the support I had around me, friends, family, church, like that was huge for me too. I looked forward to every Sunday. I couldn't wait for it to come because there was a peace that came when I was there and it seemed to last through the week. I've never felt closer to the spirit than I did during that most difficult part. And I miss it actually, because it felt so close and that was a real comfort. Where you said that you had struggled with the feelings of embarrassment. I know that sometimes those feelings can be really strong walking into church. When we feel like we're the outlier or the exception to the rule or that we don't feel like we fit this perfect mold. Was that something that was hard for you that you felt looked at or judged or any of those feelings? If you did have them, how did you push through them to allow it to be a positive experience instead of just saying, you know what, I'm going to take a break. I remember one Sunday, it was early on. I don't know that it was common knowledge that I was divorced, but I was sitting by a sweet person that was a neighbor in church and she very politely asked and she was whispering it wasn't like she was talking very loud but she sat next to me and she's like I heard you're getting divorced and it was like hearing someone say a really terrible word in church I was like please just tell me that did not come out like I don't want anyone to know and she herself had been divorced and I would never look at her and think oh, you really messed up, didn't you? No, like that didn't cross my mind. But for me, 
I did feel this sense of embarrassment. Like I have failed. Like I just didn't cut it. I went out of my way to tell everyone my side of the story, (laughs) which really painted me as a victim. Like I played no role in this. This just was what happened to me. And of course people are genuine and sweet and they're like, this sounds terrible, but it kind of painted him into this big villain, which wasn't my place to do, but I did it really well for many years actually. And sometimes it felt therapeutic. There was a good place for it to happen, which was through counseling because they're very helpful at helping you sort through what you're experiencing, but just everyday friends and especially family who were very emotionally attached, that became almost like an anger fest that you could really not come out any less negative than you entered it. What helped me continue going though, was there were very strong supporters for me that looked out for me and they, they just took me under their wing. I didn't even know how to mow a lawn. And I was out attempting it one day and my sweet home teacher walked past and he's like, let me just finish this for you. He finished mowing the lawn for me and he was there in a moment's notice when the dishwasher leaked water all over the house. And I'm like, I don't know how to fix this. He was there in a heartbeat to turn off the water, which again, I didn't know how to do. And it happened more than once. And just all of these things, like that was just one simple example, but I had family members that just started inviting me over for dinner, like their family every Sunday. And these were my rocks. I just leaned on them and they supported me because of them, it kept me going. And I had a lot of them at church with me. And so that drew me to church, but also that peaceful feeling. I didn't want that to, to go away. I'm so grateful that you had those good people that surrounded you and helped carry you and that you felt that drive to keep going back, to be able to have that peace when it was, like you said, such an incredibly dark time that felt like it was kind of endless and so heavy. How did you then make that shift from being in this dark space and some of the heavy feelings that went with divorce to then being open to dating again and meeting your husband? I finished my master's degree about two years after getting divorced or getting separated, I should say. And that was about the time that I had started dating a little bit, but my goodness, that was like a joke because I was terrible before I was even worse this time. My cousin worked with my husband, Wade, and he introduced us on a blind date. And that's kind of how it took off. Once I met Wade, I, there were a lot of characteristics that I liked about him that made me less interested in exploring any other relationships at that time. It was worth it to me at that time to just focus on the one. And that helped, that actually helped a lot. It was like a spark of hope, what the future could bring. And being done with school, that was a sense of accomplishment for me. I remember sitting down with the counselor. So I continued going to the counselor, which was really helpful for me. And I remember telling her early on, these weekends when my son is gone, I feel so empty and so alone, like this is torture. 
And I'll tell you, school was really helpful for that because when he was gone, I was at school. I was in this executive program where you only went on the weekends every other weekend. So when I had him, we were huddled together. I'm doing homework. He's playing with toys. But when I was at school, he was with his dad. And so it helped curb that lonely feeling that I had, which was really helpful because I think it helped me not to immediately jump back into dating because I did need time to process, <laughs> probably needed more time than I gave myself with finishing school and starting dating and having this relationship again. It really helped to kind of take some of the sting away, but in full disclosure, it took years for me to really move past that. And it was a few life experiences that I didn't see coming. No one saw coming that happened even after I got married. That was a happy moment, but there was still bitterness there. My husband one time was talking to me and he meant well. He just asked, why are you still so upset about this? You don't need to be. You have a good life. And he wasn't trying to discredit any emotions that I was feeling, but he was pointing out there was a lot to be grateful for. And maybe I was, maybe I was missing that. And I think he was nailing it right on the head. I was focused on what I was still bitter about the things that I had no control over. Couldn't change those. Those were in the past, but I held on to them and the grudges that went with them. And when he said that, I was like, why am I? It was like, realizing you have all these rocks in your backpack and you're carrying it around for fun when it's killing your back why don't you just take the rocks out because um, that might feel a whole lot better but it still took time and it took compassion from others for me to get there it was a slow process I wish I could tell you I made it before I got married but no it took a few years after that it can be hard sharing painful moments of our lives. And I am so grateful that Tony was willing to reflect back on that time of her life. It is my hope that this interview will increase the ability for each of us to create space to better love and serve and support those who've gone through different life experiences than we have, or maybe the same life experiences, but who've experienced it differently Please join us for part two of this interview as we delve into the relationship between biological mom and a stepmom. I have a special gift just for you available at theblendingplace.com. It's a complimentary downloadable workbook to help you increase your peace today, no matter your current circumstances. The tools found within this workbook are based upon the principles and doctrine from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It references scriptures and quotes from General Conference. Finally, a resource specifically created for stepmoms built upon our beliefs. I'm so grateful we get to navigate stepmotherhood together. Thanks for being here. We'll talk again soon.